This week on the No More Late Fees podcast, Jackie and I are joined by producer and director Taylor Morden. You may recognize Taylor's work, which includes the last blockbuster, Pick It Up, Ska in the 90s, and Here's to Life, the story of the refreshments. Welcome, Taylor. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> we have been counting down to have you on the show. Like, truly, it. <laughs> Jackie and I watched the the documentary, The Last Blockbuster, I want to say before we started the podcast, right, Jackie? Yes. Yeah. And we watched it separately, but we both collectively cried. (laughs) We did not realize how much we had that strong affinity and connection to Blockbuster. You know, when you work somewhere, you're like, I can't wait to get out of here. But (laughs) (laughs) it was a, a great movie. We really enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah. You're the exact target audience. People who <laughs> used to work at Blockbuster. So it was very much like just by the end, I was sobbing. I'm like, I'll never be able to get back to that place. <laughs> what made you decide to do this topic in particular? I I was living in Bend, Oregon. I had moved back there. I was on the East Coast for a while, Washington, DC. And moved back home to Oregon. I'm from out here. And this was 2015. And I was just, you know, driving around town learning, oh, this is a new town, got to figure it out. And every once in a while, I would pass a Blockbuster sign. But knowing, you know, in DC, those are everywhere. It doesn't mean there's a Blockbuster there. It's just, it's more expensive to take the sign down than it is to just leave it. So they're all over the country, all over the world, actually. People send me pictures all the time of, look, there's a sign. It still says Blockbuster I'm in Wyoming. Cool. Love it. <laughs> I, mean, I, I honestly do love it, but I would see the sign and think, you know, okay, it's 2015, 2016. They all closed in 2014. Everybody knows that. So that's neat that there's a sign. And then one day my curiosity got the better of me and I pulled over. I was going to just like look in the windows of this old abandoned blockbuster and to shock it was open and there were people in there renting movies and it was like no one had told these people that it closed <laughs> like they just kept going like just they didn't get the memo where they don't have the internet here in Bend Oregon or whatever the thing was and so I went in and it just like the nostalgia like just rocked me and it's not like it had been that long because I was a big video store person. So I was going right up until they closed, which had only been a couple of years, right? My previous last trip to Blockbuster was probably in 2013, 2014. And whenever I find a mom and pop video store, I'm, I'm going in and usually I can't rent something because I'm traveling. So I'll buy something, you know, like a previously viewed VHS or DVD. So it's not like it was nostalgia for 10, 15 years ago, it had been two years since I had been in a blockbuster. <laughs> but it still hit me because this one, it was a little dated. It was like, oh, they really, they haven't updated things in a while. You know, the computers there were from the early 90s and everything was just exactly how you remember it if you picture blockbuster in your head. Right. Like they were still on DVD. Blu-ray had been out for a long time. They had very few Blu-rays all DVDs like it was 2004 and so like the filmmaker in me was just curious of like what is happening here who are these people (laughs) that are renting these movies who works here what what is happening and so I asked the manager who is the star of the movie would it be okay if I started bringing cameras around and can I interview you I don't know what it's for I just I have so many questions and we did that very early in 2017 And so about four years later, we finished the movie. So I spent four years off and on just going to Blockbuster as often as possible. That's awesome. So obviously the the star of the the movie is the, the manager who's like the mama of the Blockbuster. She's amazing. And so it's almost like she was the little engine that could, she just did not stop. She did not want to hear no. I, I found that to be really inspiring. And I'm surprised that with the success of that movie, the blockbuster game, there's the new blockbuster TV show coming out that we haven't seen something like a pop-up store or them trying to like do something. It's kind of weird. 
Yeah, well, there was a pop-up store in 2018, I think, mm -hmm. for Deadpool 2. They did a pop-up blockbuster oh. in London that only carried Deadpool 2 <laughs> on VHS. And that was very cool. And I've seen it because, again, people text me these things and tag me on social media like, oh, I found this, this blockbuster thing. And there was a pop-up shop in L.A. that was just clothing. Mm -hmm. um, but it looked like a blockbuster. And so they're a little bit, it's, it's tricky, right? Because Dish owns the name, Dish Network. Right. And, you know, like we had to license the logo to make our own DVDs and VHS copies. <laughs> so we, we had to like deal with them. So I know how it can be. It's like time consuming. And it seems like they just don't have any interest in opening more stores. Like they'd rather license it for a t-shirt or like the Netflix show or whatever, because it's, it's easier and yeah. it's, you know, on, on the internet, you can reach a worldwide audience. If you sell a coffee cup that says Blockbuster on it, they get their cut and anybody can buy it. But if you open a store, it's like, well, first off, how can you open a video rental store in 2022? Right. You could open, like I said, a clothing store that sells Blockbuster t-shirts, mm -hmm. no problem. But they also sell those at Target. So right. I mean, it, it seems like it's a good idea in theory. Like I would love to open a Blockbuster. Yeah. But, you know, I go, I was just at Blockbuster, the last one, um, mm -hmm. four days ago. I went there. I live a few hours away now. So I was there in town and I went in and I was talking with Sandy, the manager, about, you know, how the documentary and all the hype and the Netflix show everything impacts the store and she says they get a ton more business but it's not people renting movies right, right? so right. even that store is shifting to sell baseball caps and coffee mugs and magnets and and postcards and whatever and people are just renting fewer and fewer movies so it, it does seem like somebody would want to open a blockbuster but I don't think it would be what we remember Right. It would be a new thing. Yeah. I mean, Jackie and I have, like, if we could do anything, we would love to do, like, a pop-up experience. N moving from city to city and, and not necessarily, again, like you're saying, renting movies, but to have that, ex just so people know, get that feel again, you know, mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. going to Blockbuster. Because it's such a nostalgic experience and just we want to go to Bend and see the store because we haven't seen a store in years. Like, I don't even remember the last time I went to a Blockbuster. I lived in New York for a few years towards the end of, you know, Blockbuster and there weren't many in New York left. Yeah. Well, I mean, were you surprised how well the movie did and how many people just gravitated towards it? Yes and no. I mean, we couldn't have anticipated the hype from being on Netflix and like the irony and it yeah. going viral in the way that it did. But, you know, I've made a few documentaries and this was the one, even at the very beginning, when I first started taking cameras over there, when I would talk to friends and family and just people and acquaintances, this was the one thing that everybody's eyes lit up and they were like, what do you mean? There's still a blockbuster. What are you talking about? <laughs> and they had all the same questions I did. So I knew to a certain extent, that it, people would be fascinated, you know, by whatever we put together. And then you could also tell, like, when we did celebrity outreach and, like, yeah. most people we asked said, yes, I'd love to talk about Blockbuster video in your Blockbuster movie. So it's different than anything else I've worked on because of the way people responded to it. So I kind of had a feeling that if we could get on a platform like Netflix or like a Hulu or an Amazon, like a big worldwide platform that people would watch it. And then that happened, but there was a long period where we had to convince people, you know, yeah. it was not instant. We finished the movie right at the beginning of the pandemic. So we couldn't do film festivals and we couldn't do like the, the way I had done my other movies, which right. is like rent out theaters and take it on tour and like try to, get to the right people and so we had to you know sort of shop it around during this pandemic which I think might have helped us because other people weren't able to make movies so we had this little indie thing and they were like well we can't make you know 
a new season of Stranger Things, so I guess we'll pick this thing up. Well, it looks like the pandemic worked out for some, first for you, <laughs> in this movie, just a bit, not everything. Silver lining. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the celebrities in the movie, Jackie and I have a few favorites that are in it, and you got Kevin Smith is one of our favorites. <laughs> Yeah, I think Jackie's having a heart attack just even thinking about him right now. Uh, he's my favorite director. I've loved him since Clerks, and he shows up on screen. But he is that type of person that's just down for anything and loves nostalgia, has a huge collection of himself. So I'm like, yes. it, it's not surprising that he's like, sure. <laughs> right. He's in a lot of documentaries. We're not mm-hmm. that special, but you know, he was on our very short list of people who used to work at video stores mm. who went on to make movies. Right. And so we reached out to him pretty early and he said, yes, but then it still took like a year to schedule, you know, he's a very busy human being, but just like you, I was a huge clerks fan and, you know, Mallrats chasing Amy dogma it's all like those were some of my favorite movies and so it was a huge deal for me when we were like oh we're gonna put Kevin Smith in our movie about video <laughs> stores and he's gonna talk about being in a video store and, so cool. that was amazing yeah Jamie Kennedy we you know obviously love the Scream series and the cool. fact he was in the promotional videos yes for it. that was awesome <laughs> which we didn't know that was a real surprise like we we thought of him because of his character in Scream right, at the right. video store, right? Like he played this iconic, basically blockbuster employee in one of the biggest movies, you know, of that genre of all time. So we were like, oh, and our, my producing partner, Zeke, knew someone who knew someone who knew him, right? So we were like, oh, let's get a hold of Jamie Kennedy. That'll be cool. And maybe he'll do it. And he's, who knows what he's doing? I haven't seen him since Son of the Mask. But, but we reached out and he agreed to do it but we had no idea about those promotional videos because they weren't online when we were doing you know when we were starting out and he sprung that on me in the interview and then also he had all those commercials like on a cd-rom that's how we got them that's awesome (laughs) now i think they're on youtube you can find them but i it was crazy because I didn't know that. I didn't know. I didn't remember those commercials at all. I remember the ones with the hamster and the rabbit. Yes. Yeah. And I think there was one with the guy from American Pie was in one of those commercials. I remember that was that was for Titanic when it was coming out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was an interesting thing that didn't make it into the doc, but the manager who had all the stores in Texas and the one in Alaska mm-hmm. uh, was in the doc. He told us a story about Titanic being like the biggest flop that they had because they thought it was going to be so popular because it did so well. And they had run all these ads for the VHS that was coming out and Blockbuster ordered so many copies because of course, everybody's going to want to rent Titanic, but it came out like right before Christmas. And what happened is everybody just bought it. It was one of the first movies everybody owned. Yeah. So then nobody rented it. Yeah, they were giving them away. My mom bought a couch that year (laughs) and they they gave her the Titanic tape because I kept trying to figure out, try to remember why we had it because I knew I had such a disdain for the movie. Like I saw it in the theater and that was enough. And then she was like, yeah, it came with the couch. Remember? I was like, oh God. (laughs) So yeah, they were giving We had it and I don't remember where it came from either. But (laughs) I think everybody had it. Yeah. Yeah. it, yeah, like you said, it just showed up. <laughs> and so it was then that- no one would rent it. So they had all these copies. So then anyone who didn't have it bought it from Blockbuster for two ninety nine, previously viewed. And it was that two tape situation too. Uh, super annoying. It helped me out because I only wanted to watch when the, the Titanic <laughs> was sinking. So I only ever watched tape two. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> I'm like, I don't need the romance. Just give me the action. So it seems like you're still very much into physical media. Uh, how do you, what do you feel about like the discourse of physical media versus streaming? Do you feel like you just have room for both or do you miss, you know, having just physical media? Well, I don't miss it because I still have it. It didn't go away. It's not right. like when, when, you know, when your favorite movie leaves Netflix and it's gone from there, 
Like, right. I never don't have that copy of Beetlejuice right back there <laughs> or, or Terminator 2. Like, that it's just there. I yeah. guess if there were a fire or if they were a flood, I would not have them. But it does bum me out the, the less and less they're available. You know, yeah. like I used to buy a lot of movies at like Best Buy or Target when I was there for other things, but I don't often have occasion to go to Best Buy anymore because everything's mm-hmm. online. And so every time I do, you notice that like the movie section is smaller than it was yeah. before. You know, Target used to have like four aisles and now it's two and half of one of them is just toys based on movies. And the other half is vinyl records of soundtracks of movies. And all of a sudden you're like, if it's not a Marvel movie, you can't get it on DVD, except for you kind of can because of the internet. Like a lot of people, indie people, like we put out a VHS of the last blockbuster and it sold really well, but that's to collectors and to people who value physical media and there's fewer and fewer of us as time goes on there's definitely room for both there has to be because so many movies now there is no physical version there's Mm -hmm. no you know if you don't watch it on you know paramount plus or peacock or apple plus or whatever the thing that it lives on is it's not like you can go to a video store and rent it Although that was something that struck me as very ironic when I first started going to the blockbuster there is they had all the Netflix shows on DVD. <laughs> so like you could go rent Stranger Things at Blockbuster and it just seems so bananas to me. <laughs> I also think it's just hilarious how there's certain movies that aren't streaming. And mm-hmm. when you go and try to buy it like physically for example 200 cigarettes was not streaming anywhere and on dvd on like ebay it was almost 200 dollars to to get it luckily they did a release but some i think it's the music sometimes that holds it up Mm -hmm. sometimes studios are just sitting on it because they don't think people want to see it but that kind of sucks too when you really want to watch it and you can't find it anywhere yes well like dogma it it will never be streaming so i have my dogma dvd that i clutch tightly <laughs> dogma vhs right there <laughs> dogma next to chasing amy yeah i and like my vcr just broke and so i'm like i have to i i told my husband i'm like we have to go to like all the goodwills here to try and find a vcr because like you try and buy one online and they're like two or three hundred dollars they're insane crazy. So I'm like five working VCRs (laughs) only because, you know, when one breaks, then it just, it goes. Yeah. There's nobody who will repair a VCR anymore. No, I've been trying to work on converting all our home movies from VHS to digital just because of the the deterioration. And so, yeah, our VCR broke. I'm like, I'm not done with my project. I have to find another one. (laughs) And Listen, I don't have any like delusions that VHS is the superior format or anything they look terrible they're (laughs) cumbersome you have to rewind them they deteriorate over time but much like have people listen to music on vinyl now and it's this sort of nostalgia I still get a kick out of the feeling of Mm -hmm. taking it out and putting it in the machine and pushing play and rewinding and I I appreciate the movies more that way but it's not how I watch movies yeah in the background there's this the tv right there I put on a VHS while I'm working or something and that that's fun for me because of you know it's my childhood yeah a lot exactly. of my VHSs are like Ninja Turtle cartoons or Spider-Man cartoons and like stuff I grew up with or Pauly Shore movies that you know I'm not gonna go seek them out for streaming in 4k in right room, but here in the basement I'll watch VHS tapes <laughs> It's a basement medium. (laughs) Very much so. (laughs) Well, I feel like, you know, you're a big part of even the free blockbuster movement that started. I feel like it started around the time of the pandemic. It might've started a little bit before, but I think that's amazing that people are just sharing videos and DVDs and, and not paying for it. So it's like little free blockbusters on different corners. Yeah, I love that concept I remember 
the, the person who started it, I believe was a friend of a friend of mine. So somebody had like texted me because we were already working on the movie, but it wasn't out. So people knew like, hey, this guy's doing a blockbuster documentary. And we almost put it in the movie as like a side thing towards the end, but it didn't fit. And they weren't really catching on until, like you said, after. Right yeah. around when the movie came out, they were starting to pop up everywhere. But I love that. I always see those little free libraries mm-hmm. you know, in my neighborhood with books in them. I don't read books. <laughs> you, put, you know, put a VHS copy of Mad Max in there. And now I have a use for your free library. But yep. it's, it's all books here in the <laughs> Northwest. So how did you get into directing? I used to play in bands. I'm a musician and they were, I played in ska bands. I'm a trumpet player. There's a lot of people in a ska band and everybody tends to have like a job. Like you make the t-shirts and you, you know, write the songs or, you know, whatever. And I made the videos. So I would make music videos. And then, you know, I was a flash animator like Flash used to be part of the internet, you guys remember, yes. until Apple killed it. But as that was dying, I, you know, got a camera and I was doing these music videos and I had to figure out a way to make some money. So I started doing commercials and real estate videos and wedding videos and anything, you know, I own a camera, please hire me to do something. Right. was basically my job for a few years. And it, it went well in Washington, D.C. There was plenty of work. I was, you know, between weddings, real estate, commercials, music videos, whatever I could point a camera at, I had a decent job and I didn't have to. I had basically replaced flash animation with video, which is what the internet did. <laughs> replaced flash exactly. animation with videos. <laughs> I'm just doing whatever the internet's doing. But then when I moved back to Oregon, from there, there just wasn't enough work. I moved to this small town, Bend, Oregon, and there's, you know, a lot of creative people out here. So there were like 10 other people who were already well-established doing that stuff. And I was just like, I think I could make a documentary. I think my skill set transfers. And I asked my wife if I could try doing that instead of getting a job. And she said, you can have one year. And if you could figure out how to make money making movies, you don't have to get a job. And that was six years ago now, seven years ago now. And I haven't had to get a job. So oh, that's amazing. Nice. It worked out. Big ups to the wife. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like, I hear that from a lot of like indie filmmakers. Like if you have a partner that can get you health insurance, then you can be an indie filmmaker. But otherwise it's very hard <laughs> because you make a movie and there's no money until it's done. Right. Until you sell it, you're just working for free. So you have the, your last blockbuster Instagram account. Do you make a social account every time you make a new movie? Was this one kind of a little different? Cause you keep it up. I do. It, so I've made, I'm on my fourth movie. Two of them have social accounts mm-hmm. partly because we did Kickstarter campaigns to raise the money to make them. And that's a huge part of crowdfunding is you have to have a social media presence right? and you want to build it before you launch a Kickstarter or whatever. So I had started them and with the blockbuster thing, just people are engaged. So it keeps me, you know, like I have social media. I don't use Facebook much for myself, but for my movies, I do because it's fun to engage with people who like the same things. It's like a group, like a Facebook group or a, yeah, right. you know, whatever. And so I, I enjoy those, but once the movie is out, obviously you want to promote it and you stay on it, but I'll, I'll go months now without checking on those as you who may have messaged me on there can attest. I don't, <laughs> I have like, six Instagram accounts and it doesn't always tell me if I have a message or not. So it's fun to do that. And our TikTok, which somebody told me make a TikTok at a film festival. They're like, you should blockbuster people. Older people are getting on TikTok. And I did not believe her. And (laughs) we got on there and it's by far the most popular platform for us. We have a ton of followers and the TikToks go viral. And it's just, I go to, blockbuster 
pan the camera around, but that's the TikTok, you know? <laughs> well, we, don't we, dance. we love your TikTok. So that's great. <laughs> and, and it is really cool because it does help you grow pretty quickly. Unlike some of the other platforms. Yeah it's fun and you don't have to like everyone thinks you have to dance you don't have to dance you I think people just want to connect and they want to see their favorite things and the way that the algorithm works it will just show you the things that you're interested almost like it's reading your mind it's kind of creepy sometimes but that is really cool I I do hope that you keep up the blockbuster account because it's really fun you you find like really cool things that we don't catch all the time so we're like oh this is a good one I'll share again it's because everybody tags me and stuff yeah. like, it's easy to run a, an instagram for blockbuster when every time i open instagram 20 people have tagged me in some blockbuster meme or some you know every time somebody goes there they tag us like the yeah. pictures and they're fun i love just like sharing that with a community is like what a fun way to experience it because i moved i'm like three hours away from blockbuster now so i don't get to go there very often mm-hmm so it's it's been nice to just live vicariously through the tourists who do go there every single day. Yeah, that's that's amazing. So many people go there. It's like a, it's like a national monument now. Everyone wants to go make yeah. a trip there, which is great. It kind of is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think it should get some kind of landmark status. It should. Like like seriously, it really should. We hope to go one day and maybe if we're lucky we can record an episode there because that would be so meta for us. My producer Zeke did do a podcast from there for a oh, while. Wow. And it's it was fun because they would do it in the store and just kind of interview people who popped in. <laughs> well, <laughs> well that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? And that was that was cool. That was like, you know, early. 2019 it was like right pre-pandemic I think so it was hard to keep that up when COVID hit but you definitely could and should go to Blockbuster and record an episode there but it is a little disappointing when you get there because it's not they don't have one of the big ticket signs you know like Blockbuster used to have they have one on the building yes a decent size but their big sign that you can see from the street is just like a strip mall sign and has it drawn on it yeah, it's probably well monument signs are so expensive so i can understand why they don't have it and they just never had one right they never had one this wasn't the biggest store in the area yeah <laughs> it's weird that it's the last one but it's not a huge store and it's kind of in a little strip mall behind a gas station i, I feel happy and also sad for the people who drive a really long way to come visit the store because I see every time we're there, there's somebody, oh, we just drove up from San Diego or from South Dakota or something. And they're, they're happy, they're excited, and it's cool. But like whatever your blockbuster was that you used to go to, this yeah. one's probably yeah. smaller. It's probably like a little not as nice as the big ones. So we I worked in some really that. sketchy blockbusters. Yeah. <laughs> We also had some bougie ones too. We did. Yeah. I worked, I worked at the one in Boca Raton. So we just got like the old people coming in and it like, so it was busy all the time because they were retired with nothing to do. And so they would come in with their nurses and run yeah. videos. Honey, can you, can I pay you to come to my house and fix Set up, up the DVD player? <laughs> no, yeah. that's not what I do. That's not oh, what I do. When Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon came out, we would get DVDs thrown at us. I want this in English. It's like, oh. <laughs> or like, there's all these words on my screen. What's with these words? You mean the captions? Because <laughs> it's in another language. They were it was, pissed. It was, they were mad about the, anything that was subtitled and they were mad when it wasn't full screen. I'm missing part of the picture. There's black bars. There's black it's like, lines. I finally printed out, I, I found a still from the mummy where it's like full screen. The, the mummy is cut out the character. And then, and I like printed signs with like lines and diagrams <laughs> and arrows and stuff. And I would just like take my plexiglass sign and be like, look, you actually see more of the movie. <laughs> like, Oh <laughs> yeah. It was a mess like Jackie was there when they were going from VHS to DVD that that was a nightmare I'm glad I wasn't there for that 
I was there from VHS to DVD, and I was also there from Midnight Returns to Noon Returns. And then I was also, I worked there for seven and a half years. We went through a lot of transitions. And then I was also there when we transitioned to no more late fees. Which downfall. Oh, oh, as soon as, like, they told us about it, I'm like, are you sure? (laughs) Sure we're going to work. (laughs) It works in the sense of, like, the free blockbusters, right? Right. Those, that works. And it worked, like when netflix first came out and they mailed you Mm -hmm. and blockbuster did the same thing it works for that because they they want you to keep it longer because then they don't have to send you another one right Right. it does not work when you only have three copies of dogma and no one brings them back (laughs) yes and that was the issue when american beauty came out because it hadn't yet been nominated for an oscar when blockbuster placed the orders for it and so we only had like 12 copies and then all of a sudden it was oscar nominated and then oscar winning the amount of angry people that we did not have enough american beauties in stock was insane and we're like we and they're like well we want to buy it it's in its rental phase it's a hundred dollars to buy if you want to buy it well, I'm not paying that. I don't know what to do for you. I'm sorry. I make $9 an hour as an assistant manager at Blockbuster. Please don't yell at me. Yeah. It's, it's crazy because Sandy still has to play that game, but there's no other. She doesn't have people to turn to to be like, how many copies do you think I should get of, right. you know, what, of the new Spider-Man? Yeah. I guess 30, maybe 40. Who knows? Yeah. at least they're not a hundred dollars anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it's crazy in the documentary where she is like literally going to like target and buying DVDs and stuff. And like, we, we also worked at a corporate store, not a franchise. Uh, so like we were just sent things yeah, and I'm like, she goes shopping for all the candy at Costco. Like that's bonkers. Yeah. That's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. Like a mom and pop, small business. It's a store just like, you or I could open. The only difference is they still get to use the name. Yeah. Does she have like a plan of how long she foresees herself doing this? You know, it seems like it's her and her family are committed to this project. Yeah. So I was just there and they, because their merchandise, their online sales are doing so well, the t-shirts and the coffee mugs and DVDs of the last blockbuster, if anybody wants one, because it's all doing so well, they've taken over another shop in the strip mall. And she has her mom working over there, filling orders <laughs> online and her son. Oh, wow. Like, it really is a family business. And because all of that is doing so well, I don't think there's any plan to close. I mean, what's tricky, like you saw in the movie, is they are on a year-to-year license with Dish. I can't imagine why they would terminate it mm-hmm. on Dish's end. It doesn't make sense. Like, what an awful thing to do. Right. When the, the world needs goodness and hope, why would you just like shut down the last blockbuster for no reason? But the other thing is, you know, they lease the space. They don't own the building. Right. So at any time when their lease runs out, they could, again, it's like a landmark who wouldn't, what kind of landlord wouldn't renew their lease. Yeah. But there has been talk in Bend because it's not like that nice of a part of town. It's kind of like midtown gas station. Like it's, transitioning a little bit yeah so there is talk in the city of like hey we're going to redo this whole area and put in these new buildings and I think if that happens it wouldn't make sense to like shut down during construction and then put in a brand new building because it would lose all of its charm yeah it wouldn't be the last blockbuster it would be a new blockbuster right which they could do because they still have the license for the name but it wouldn't to me that doesn't make sense yeah. So my assumption is if and when that happens is when they'll have to close, when the building gets torn down. Oh, God. We got to get, get there soon. soon. <laughs> I, I don't, I have no information that that's actually happening soon or at all. I've just heard mumblings about like, oh, we're going to update the city, the Midtown area and do this thing because it's in decline and it is it's where the radio shack used to be and these other things and there's 
like I said, they were able to rent another space in the strip mall because there's nothing there. Yeah. Well, we need to start raising money. Petitioning to buy, to buy to the have damn it. plaza and then it no needs one to can be, touch it. Needs to be a historical landmark. Yeah. <laughs> it really like honestly, I don't know how it couldn't fit for historic landmark status at this point. We'll start well, Googling. Because it opened in 1999. It's not very historic. Like, it's historic know, to us. Blockbuster, <laughs> that one opened in 99. So it doesn't quite make, I don't know what the rules are for landmark status, but it seems like it should be older than that. Well, that's also because we think 1999 wasn't that long ago. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm still 100% convinced 1990 is 10 years ago. It yeah. It will always be 10 years ago. It, it, it blows our mind that minds that we're doing movies and we're like, we're celebrating the 20th anniversary of Spider Man. And then we're like, wait, what? 20 yeah. years. That's- Men in Black is 25. No, yeah. that just came out. <laughs> Can't tell me otherwise. Well, throughout your career, do you have a favorite body of work that you're most proud of so far? I mean, I'm probably most proud of the last blockbuster, mostly because of what it did, like in the meta sense of the movie was popular, which brought people to the store, which has allowed the store to stay open and Sandy and her family to like, keep doing this and, it, you know, brought all this notoriety and credit to her because I think she deserves it and I think you know if we were able to help by making some silly movie like help keep Blockbuster alive a little bit longer then Mm -hmm. I'm always going to be super proud of that that's you know whether the movie is what it is and you can love it you can hate it people do both but the fact that we actually accomplished very few documentaries impact the thing that they're documenting in the way that we did yeah and that's pretty rad I think it is rad and it, this movie is not silly at all no um, it's it, it's fun I would say it's fun but the fact that you brought two grown women to actual tears it was not a silly movie because like I said you're the target audience people <laughs> who worked at Blockbuster if we can't affect you guys then <laughs> I was surprised that it was able to melt my very cold heart because I was like, if I have to stack another one of these damn movies, Jackie was my manager. I was not a good employee. He was not a great employee. (laughs) Wow. I would just be like my district manager's numbers up there. I don't know what else to do. (laughs) What kind of of bad employee were you? Did you? Like, do the bare minimum of work, or were you like actively causing trouble? I know it was. If the customer sassed her, she sassed him right back. <laughs> I didn't get paid enough to have patience for these rich old biddies trying to be in my face about stuff. So there was one time she was giving change back to this old man who was just always crotchety. He was a regular, and you know how you like have your hand bowl for change. Danielle looked at him and put his change on the counter and walked away. And I'm like, oh gosh, I'm going to go in the back and count something. I don't know. If I don't want to be manners, here. You should have manners. <laughs> I will give the energy you give me. Okay. That's you not how me. retail works. <laughs> Obviously I didn't make it. <laughs> Obviously. I have I'm moved on. Working at Blockbuster? <laughs> no, and I'm not working in retail because no. if Jackson wasn't my boss, I sure would have had a lot of write-ups for sure. <laughs> so I still to this day, every once in a while, I'll have a dream that I have to like cover a shift and I can't remember how to work the register. <laughs> There's a huge line, like I can't remember the codes to key in. It's a problem. That seven and a half years did a lifetime of (laughs) damage. I think it would come back. I've been in the store when former employees come in because a lot of former employees make the pilgrimage and they come in and because they haven't updated the computers at all, like people will come and type in their store code and do their Mm -hmm. thing. And it's like, it's crazy to me. Like, I don't, I never worked in retail. I tried to work at Blockbuster, but they wouldn't hire me, but (gasps) I don't remember anything about jobs I worked 
15 years ago, 20 years ago. And these people come in and they're like, oh, is the code for this still this? Oh, yep. Can I, oh, late fees. It's like, wow. Yeah. Oh, I know. The first store I ever worked at, the store number was 12176. The last store I worked at was 12145. Hmm. I have my Blockbuster card like right here. (laughs) Taylor, ask me if I remember anything. Wow, what was the name of the guy who did the change? <laughs> Don't remember. <laughs> Don't remember. Yeah. Don't remember anything. Yeah, just a job. But just a job. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like I was talking to Sandy the other day about some former employees there because she has like barbecues and people come back. And she said they used to, when they would leave, they would like do a ritual where they'd burn their uniform oh. and like leaving Blockbuster. And now all of them have come back and been like, why did I do that? Why don't I have anything to remember that time? Yeah. <laughs> I have I have one of my shirts and it's a long sleeve shirt. We, like I said, I worked in South Florida, but I was always cold. So I ordered the like forbidden long sleeve blockbuster shirt. And so I still have that. I still have two of my name tags and then I have a ton. They're all here of like my promotional shirts. Oh, yeah. nice. You have your Joyride one too, right? Yeah, I have Joyride. I have the one. So in 2004, when Hurricane Wilma came through, the entire, all of South Florida was out of power for like a week. But because I worked in Boca, everyone had generators or cars mm-hmm. with DVD players. And so we were told we had to open every day until you couldn't see in the back of the store. So we hand wrote all transactions for a week. And then when the power finally came back on, I had to sit and enter into the computer, all of those transactions. And this is the shirt they sent me. It's ridiculous. So it's logo on front, clip art. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we got for working for a week no ac until it got dark in the store and then we had to kick customers out so that's my (laughs) that's the level of commitment i had (laughs) so it's weird because we watched your documentary and all the nostalgia good feelings came and we forget all the insanity Mm. that we We did that on purpose We didn't want to make people sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we also, because we were in South Florida, like we had blockbuster golfing games here yeah. that we used to go to. Like, so we had a little extra blockbuster energy in South mm-hmm. Florida. It was kind That's of neat. Cool. And I had told my mom and my dad, I'm like, I'll get a job senior year in high school, but I am only applying to blockbuster. And if they don't hire me, I'm not getting a, a part-time job and they hired me so <laughs> so I applied three times at two different stores and I never got past there was like a computer screening like job thing and I could never get past it I don't know what's wrong with my psychological profile right or it's the personality test the personality I, test yes. and they just never called me back and it was so I was like a, the program they had where you could rent unlimited in a month, you paid like a monthly fee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go as much the as movie pass. Movie pass. Yeah. yeah. I was a movie pass person. So I was in that store. I lived across the street for a while. Like literally you could see Blockbuster out of my window and I would go there three, four times a day. You know, I was also in the era where you could burn copies of DVDs illegally. So I would just go and just, oh, what else do I want to own this? And then just. Like I'd bring movies back faster than I could have possibly watched them. You know? mm-hmm. And I always wondered if that was maybe why they didn't hire me, but I think I just failed a robot personality. <laughs> I feel your pain. I tried to apply at Jackie's store because obviously I wanted to work with her and I did not make the cut because they weren't hiring at her place. So I was really sad, but Jackie was like, you should apply to different Blockbuster. The only one that was hiring at the time was a little bit further from my house. And I did the whole process and I did get in. 
at her, at that blockbuster. Later on, I was able to work with Jackie a few times. Once you're places. in, you can transfer like, hey, we have a position open. Just ask if you can transfer to my store. Well, I'm it's- in now and there's no place to transfer. <laughs> right? <laughs> there's only one store left. Yeah, yeah, I don't understand. Like, I would have been great. I love <laughs> you would have. I enjoyed interacting with movie people and just, I don't know what... I answered the questions honestly, and I maybe I'm some kind of terrible person. No. The blockbuster computer knows. <laughs> and it was a long test. Like people would sit there for hours yes. answering. And it was like, it looked like a TTY, like it had a tiny, tiny keyboard that you had to type mm-hmm. on. And it looked like a telephone, but it was like a weird computer thing. I applied before they had that. It <laughs> yeah. was just a piece of paper. Oh, so we don't even know if you would have made it or not. Oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, wish, I wish somebody would put those tests online now. Yes. Oh my God, yes. And like, tell me how I failed. Like, what did I get the DMV where they tell you, you got these questions wrong, come back yeah. next week. And it wasn't was none the- of that. There was just no callback. <laughs> well, what projects are you working on now? I am currently editing my next feature, which is a documentary all about Build-A-Bear Workshop. How did we, <laughs> how did we stumble into Build-A-Bear? They found me. They liked the last huh? blockbuster and they were like, that. we're making a documentary. We want you to direct it. And I had so many questions just like, <laughs> with, with blockbuster. And I'm like, what, what is this? What is the story here? And it's been really fun figuring that out and hoping to have that done later this year and out as soon as, I don't know. A streaming platform wants it because no, I can't just do DVDs anymore. There's no, there's only one blockbuster to rent them at. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it's also sad that it's, you know, if Blockbuster fell and all the other, I think family video, which we see in Stranger Things in this season and last season, yeah. uh, they closed their doors. I want to say last 20 last year, year 2021. Yeah. yeah. I remember again, everybody tags me in these things, but I wanted to go. <laughs> Because they were, when they were closing, they were selling off all their like fixtures and things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I have, this is from an old Hollywood video. It's like the neon sign from the outside of the Oh, building. that's so cool. And I have dibs on some blockbuster stuff if they close, but I love that kind of stuff. There was never a family video near me. So yeah, it's on the East coast, like Delaware. East coast and, and Midwest, I think yeah. has them or had them, but I grew up in California and Oregon and we had local stores and we had Hollywood video and we had blockbuster. Yeah. Yeah. RIP. It's really sad. There's this experience of going on a Friday, like you felt like you had somewhere to go and, you know. Yeah, it's just not the same turning on a thing and pushing a button. Yeah. More movies, I guess, but you don't get to see the stupid box art that has nothing to do with the movie and you can't get (laughs) tricked. You're never going to like get fooled into watching some terrible movie because- the box was cool <laughs> and then you drove it all the way home so now you have to watch it like <laughs> now I turn on you know Netflix and if the movie sucks in five minutes I don't watch it right? yeah. it cost me nothing it was took no time to go get it there's nothing better than putting a VHS into a dedicated VHS rewinder <laughs> and just hearing the fast whir and then when it's done it makes that like horrible pop, pop noise when it's I have one right over here (laughs) because of that I'm not trying to save the motors in these old VHS players I just I love a standalone device that has one function and it's to rewind a videotape yes exactly (laughs) and we had like five of them on top of the quick drop yeah and so as people didn't rewind we would throw them in and just I just remember it's like muscle memory just throwing them in pop 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 and then letting them rewind, pull them out. I just like my hands just remember doing all of the things with the DVDs and putting the yellow thing in for the, oh, it's just. That's what we could do, Danielle, is like a (laughs) former Blockbuster employee Olympics. Yes. I guarantee no one can like alphabetize and reshelf as fast as I can. Yes, true. Jackie Like I had a system. I, I know cover art 
like I will have never seen the movie and I'll know who's in it and what the cover box looks like. We could like if Jackie and I were a team with that cover art stuff, mm-hmm. never seen some of these movies, but I think somebody was on one of our episodes and they brought up like some Midsummer Night's version of Rave. Yeah. We had never seen it. But as soon as we saw the cover, we're like, oh, we yeah. remember. Yeah. 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 That would be fun. That would be yeah. so much fun to do, right? to do that on your road trip. Yeah. Let's see how many. We should reach out and say, hey, like, let's invite some old Blockbuster employees to come out for an event and mm-hmm. set up the games. Is this the point where I get to meet Paul Shear because he was a <laughs> former Blockbuster employee? <laughs> Maybe ask him to be a judge. Yes. Like, who did it the best? You have um, to come be a judge too, Taylor. Yes. I would be happy to, but I never got to work at Blockbuster. <laughs> it's you could fun. Do that at the store. I bet Sandy would be into that. Yeah. Because you'd need a, like, how are you going to do restocking the shelves unless you have shelves? Right. Yes, you're so right. Oh my God. Yes. And we could even do some role playing to see who could handle a, a horrible customer. The best. I hate role playing. You're, oh, that's all you. <laughs> Oh my God, that would be so much fun. We definitely, yeah. Well, we are so thankful that you came on the show and took some time. Can you share your social handles and links and everything so people know one, where to buy the DVD, where to find you and interact with your content and see more of your movies? Yeah, yeah. Well, the best place to get the DVD is from Blockbuster. They're our our favorite retail location. (laughs) And I think their URL is bendblockbuster.com. They have the DVD there. And if you order it from there, you know, an actual kid in a Blockbuster uniform puts it in the little thing and mails it to you. It comes from the store, which is Aww. to me cooler. And, you know, if you're lucky, you open it up and there's a little bit of a smell in the thing Ooh. with it because it came from Blockbuster. Obviously, you can watch it on Netflix if you're that kind of person. I mean, if, <laughs> I don't know, Netflix is great. They pay my mortgage. I have a lot of social handles, but for this case in particular we're on tiktok at last blockbuster instagram last blockbuster movie facebook the last blockbuster i think we have a twitter but the other last blockbuster twitter is so popular that we can't get any traction so just just follow that one (laughs) and you can find us at no more late fees on twitter tiktok instagram facebook and youtube and as always be kind and rewind